This is a Founding Media Podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by our friends Traverse Legal. They were super helpful as we started founding media in the podcast network. Traverse Legal has been changing the way law is practiced since its own founding in 2004, with a focus on utilizing technology to better deliver IP and business law services to founders, startups, and emerging growth companies. Traverse Legal's latest offering, Traverse GC, provides a monthly fixed fee, fractional general counsel offering to companies. Learn more by visiting TraverseLegal.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Great Society, a podcast about people who are working to elevate the voices of others. I'm your host, Constance Dykusen. My guest today is my good friend, Lila Igram, founder and director of Connect Her and the Girls Impact the World Film Festival. Lila and I talked about her work, skills she learned as a stay-at-home mom, and why it's important to pass the mic. And now, here's my conversation with Lila. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, Lila. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you today because you're one of my favorite people and dear friends. Um, So first, I wanted to ask you... You were a stay-at-home mom for a long time, and then you decided to found Connect Her. What kind of made you think that you could do something like that? What made you want to be the person to start this organization? I'm actually really glad you asked that question because I think about it all the time. Um, And, you know, like, definitely being a stay-at-home mom was like my first passion, as you know. Like, I just loved everything about it. Um, but I also like tried to, you know, just keep up on industry trends and what was happening, happening in the world. So I literally read every single issue of Fast Company magazine. And I just saw all those stories about like social entrepreneurs and the work that they're doing around the world. But I tend to like, get obsessed and focus like, 100% on what I'm doing at the time. So I really, you know, was very obsessed with the kids and just, you know, like what their needs were. And so it was really hard for me to do other projects on the side. But then once they got older, I feel like, you know, just being a stay-at-home mom and and keeping up on industry trends really, um, I call, you know, entrepreneurship the great equalizer because I feel like you can step into it at any point in your life um, and, and really just excel at it. And so, you know, like, you know, I mean, I, I think I gained a lot of skills by being a stay-at-home mom. And I think it was just like a very easy transition to go from that to starting up a nonprofit. That's interesting. I don't yeah. hear that a lot. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Connector and what a crowdfunding platform is? Yeah, yeah. So, um, we launched Connector in the summer of 2011 as a, a crowdfunding platform, which um, basically we would identify women in the developing world and in communities um, that needed support and identify like just high powered women and um get a crowd together to invest in their project. So crowdfunding is is very challenging, as probably a lot of people know who are kind of in that industry. You really have to have a crowd. So we've built up a kind of a network and a crowd, like a connector community that um, is working to fund, you know, we're trying to get to a point where we're funding one project a month. 
And, um, and so, yeah, so it's just basically like, you know, um, we'll have challenges where we'll get the, the, um, woman that we're trying to, you know, get funding for, we'll have them participate. We'll have our connector community participate. And, you know, I mean, you just have to be innovative and creative to get things funded. Can you give me an example of a project that you funded? Yeah. So one really cool project that we funded recently was, is, um, actually was inspired by one of the films from a film festival that we run. And, um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that later, but um, we got in a film from a student in Bangladesh about um, a woman who is a former sex worker, and um, she is now providing education for the children of sex workers because she saw a need. She saw that there are so many of these children who are just in the streets and have no opportunities. And, you know, because she has a background, she basically, you know, brought in as many kids as possible and is now um, providing education in a safe home and safe environment for them so that they can excel. And so that's one of the projects that um, we're kind of continually funding because we're actually helping, you know, her with the education. Paying the rent and things like that. Needs, but also paying the rent. And mm-hmm. so it's been really awesome because she just recently got to move from a, a three-bedroom really run down apartment to a nine bedroom apartment for the 40, for her and the 40 kids. And now the girls and boys each have their separate rooms before they were just all huddled together. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, so excited about it. Does your crowd, um, your crowd, your, your community of people, do they get excited when they see results like that? Like, do they stick with you through? Absolutely. We literally, you know, you know, I mean, we focus so much on our current, you know, like, our current community mm-hmm. um, that, you know, one of the challenges is to bring in new people into the community, but we rarely have someone drop off. Like, yeah, so that's been really awesome. Um, and you fund you fund only women and only local leaders. So tell me why you choose to do that. Yeah, so you ha- have you ever heard, there's this phrase that some often people say like we're giving a, a, a voice to the voiceless and we don't ever say you know we really try not to say that because mm-hmm. everyone has a voice yeah I hate that <laughs> personally <laughs> yeah yeah and so like everyone has a voice not everyone has a platform mm-hmm. you know and so our and I heard a recent I and I, I wish I could you know recognize a person who who made the quote but they're like you know people have a voice all we need to do is pass the mic mm-hmm. and so that's what we're trying to do we're trying mm-hmm. to pass the mic we're like okay let's you know um, identify women community leaders who are from the communities that they're serving um, and invest in their projects because they have a vested interest in making sure their community prospers. They have a, you know, when their voices are amplified, they can do amazing things in their communities. They understand the culture. They understand the community. They really have a great understanding of their, you know, their locality. And so that's, you know, one of the reasons why we choose to only kind of focus on, um, women who are from the communities that they serve. And then obviously it's it's known that women invest into their, you know, they invest into their whole communities. Whereas, you know, men sometimes don't do that. But like, you know, I mean, 
it's it's a it's kind of you know like unfortunate in a way, in a way where you hear you know like women are the last person to eat in it in their family you know because they want to make sure everyone else eats first and even sometimes you know people from outside of the family um and so you know just women have this tendency to like really give back and 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 it's proven and that's another reason why we choose to invest in women and local leaders okay. um Kind of pivoting from that, you also decided to take on the challenge of starting a film festival. Um, I have the privilege of of being a semifinalist judge, and I've gotten to see so many of the films. But can you tell me a little bit about the Girls Impact the World Film Festival and why you chose to do that in addition to the crowdfunding platform? Yeah, and I always love your feedback. You're so amazing, Constance. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lila. That's why I like having you here. Um, yeah, so... In addition to like, I mean, in addition to the the crowdfunding and investing in the projects and and um, investing in women local leaders, um, we really wanted to expand our reach, and so just trying to think about like how you know what was a way to expand this reach, what is a way to create more exposure about global women's issues, and so. Um, you know, an idea that came up was to create um, a film festival where students could submit films um, for scholarship prizes. High school and college High school students. and undergraduate students can submit films, three to six minute films on issues related to advancing women and girls. And I feel like that also, you know, fits our kind of vision to pass the mic as well, because, um, you know, you're getting stories about gender inequality from Bangladesh, made by Bangladeshi students. From, you know, we got in a film about a refugee, a refugee student from Zimbabwe, made by a student from Zimbabwe. You know, so we've we've been getting in all of these stories about these critical issues. Um, sometimes they're heartwarming, sometimes they're heartbreaking, sometimes they have a solution, sometimes they're just creating awareness. But the, you know, the reach that they're having um, within our community and outside of the Connector community has been amazing. Like we got in films from over, we got in films from 42 countries this wow. year. Yeah, which is, which is like last year we got in films from 20 countries. This year we got in film from 42 countries. So it's just you know, I think people are hungry for stories that they can't hear elsewhere mm -hmm. and, you know, stories that are authentic and that are, you know. Um, well, and I really love them because they're from the perspective of students, which a lot of times I don't get to hear stories from the perspective of a high school student in Zimbabwe or Bangladesh. And so to be able to hear them talk about their communities, you get to hear a whole nother perspective that maybe the media isn't talking about or that stories aren't traditionally written about. So it always opens my eyes to issues I didn't even know existed. And Yeah, and exactly. Like, uh, I think it was two years ago, we had like a, um, I'm not going to say his name, but like a judge who is very well known in the, in the film industry. And... He, you know, his comments were like one of the comments on one of the films was just like, I had no idea that this was even happening. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is very cool that it brings to light a lot of stories that you wouldn't think about or that you don't mm -hmm. even know, you know, you know, that are that, you know, it's happening around the world. And so these films kind of what I like about it, too, is these films become a vehicle for change for a lot of these student filmmakers. So can you tell me a story, perhaps, of a filmmaker who has won or who hasn't won, who's gone on to take their film places? Yeah, yeah. So um, 
So we have this phrase, um, turning students into filmmakers and filmmakers into activists. And that, and, you know, like, it's not just a film festival where we want, you know, the student to make the film and then just submit it and then it just sits in a gallery and nothing happens after that. We actually really encourage the, the students to take action and, you know, keep pursuing whatever issue that they're talking about. We had a, um, a young woman um, submit a film. Her name is Sarah Jahan Khan, and her film is called Harvesting Hope. And um, it was about, well, she submitted actually two films, like two separate years, but the first one was called Harvesting, Harvesting Hope, and it was about cotton pickers in Pakistan. And, you know, the all of the pesticides, and it was all fem- women. Women get relegated to picking the cotton, and the cotton's laden with pesticides, and, and you know, the women get health issues from it. They use all of their disposable income on, you know, curing the problem, They you know, and then they can't send their kids to school because of that. And so she took her film and she screened it to a. Uh, she screened it at an Asian Development um, Bank. She screened it at other film festivals. She she, you know, took it and showed it to um, judges in South Asia, um, and uh, you know, a lot of high level people who are policymakers. And she said she got such a great reaction from it. And even some of the judges were like, we're going to, we're actually going to look into this issue and change policy um, because of this short, like five minute film. That's amazing. Sarah's yeah. amazing. And that was her she, first film. Yeah. She always inspires me yeah. so much whenever I hear her speak or whenever she, I see her films. Yeah. So many incredible students. Mm-hmm. That's just one story, but there's so many, you know, incredible students. There's, they're, you know, based on, like, um, inspired by one of the films we created, a girls' global education fund that's not now providing scholarships to um, several girls in South Asia. I mean, there's just, it, that's what it, it's about. You know, it's really about, you know, the impact that these films can have. That's beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. Um, one of the things I love about you and going to events that you plan are just like the the mix of people. You have students from Pakistan. You have high school students from Oakland. You have people from all over the world. But also you have this singular ability to connect to celebrities <laughs> that I find to be amazing. Um, one time I was at a party with Lila and we were um, – the guest of a Saudi royal at the time. And we were just sitting there, you know, just kind of standing around looking at people. And Lyle looks at me and goes, oh, look, there's Biz Stone, you know, the founder of Twitter. Let's go talk to him. And then we proceed to go over and talk to Biz Stone. Um, It terrifies me. Sometimes I never know what I'm going to, what's going to happen with Lila. But what kind of gives you that ability to connect to people no matter who they are, whether they're a student um, from a rural village or just going up to a party, um, talking to Biz Stone, like what kind of gives you that that desire or that ability to do so? Because I feel like that's rare. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, we have this vision and mission of elevating the status of women and girls around the world, advancing women and girls, uplifting the voices of women and girls around the world. So I, you know, I mean, when you when you're so like dedicated to that vision, um, I think there like there's really no fear factor. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like the the you know you're trying to get to this you know goal, and so um, you know when you have something that you're passionate about, I feel like it's very easy to express it to anyone, mm-hmm. whether they're you know a student or anyone who can 
you know, complement your work in any way, who you can benefit, who people who can benefit you. Um, I think that it's just, you know, like almost like a duty to try to talk to people who who would be aligned and who would have something, some value to add, mm-hmm. um, or if we would have value to add to them. And so I just am not like, you know, like... Not shy. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm not shy. It's like with celebrities or, I mean, they're, you know, like celebrities are people. And, you know, they're, you know, before they were a celebrity, they weren't a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, um, I think it's just, you know, it, it's, it, it, you know, people are very approachable mm-hmm. and very interested and willing to listen. Now, like a lot of people are very busy. So, you know, like we might have people who are just like, you know, this person can't participate at this time or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's, it's all about like shared values. Um, can you tell me some of the some of the judges that you have or have had in the past? Like, I think it's a really impressive panel of people you've put together. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going on about five years of partnership with Ian Summerhalder and Nikki Reed, mm-hmm. who, as you know, are like um, two of our main partners and judges. Um, you know, Eloise DeJoria. Mm-hmm. Who, who I get to work with. Yes, yes, who you get to work with, who has been fantastic and like, a huge, you know, continuing supporter. Um, And she's just like so, um, she's so much more involved than just as a judge. She's like really interested in seeing the growth of the filmmakers and the growth of the festival and organization. Um, So she, you know, she's been amazing. Um, We had Nobel, two Nobel Peace Prize winners Mm-hmm. Um, who have been judges in the past. Mm-hmm. They're not current judges right now, but they have been judges in the past. Um, Christy Turlington Burns has been a judge. Le- Lema Bowie was one of them. Mm-hmm. And she's... I loved her. I got to meet her. And she's an incredible just presence oh my God. and speaker. And- she's just like insanely powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and just like every time I hear her tell a story, I'm, you know, I'm just like, I'm enamored mm-hmm. by her. Um, but that's what I think I love is that you're bringing together stories from all over the world, like from the very, very powerful, from people who are very privileged, from people who've run Nobel Peace Prizes to people who maybe don't get to see a shred of that power, even in their homes or in their village or in their political system, wherever they are. And so I just really love that you're really creating that platform and elevating stories no matter who they come from. I just think that that's a really rare um, ability and strength that you have. And I love being a part of it. So thank you so much. It's it's it's. Like, it's just such a pleasure, you know, and it, it's all of our partners, um, everyone involved is, you know, just fantastic. And, you know, our 2019 uh, film festival is around the corner in April, and we're all like super excited about that. And that's, you know, that's a way for us to convene all of these people, mm-hmm. you know the filmmakers, the judges, some of the judges, the ones who can attend, and, you know, like our community of supporters. What advice do you have for people, possibly stay-at-home moms, maybe students, somebody who wants to get involved kind of either in elevating stories, telling stories? What, do, what advice would you have for them? Um, I, Subscribe to Fast Company, maybe? Yeah. Or I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, one thing that I kind of try to live by is just, 
you know, believe in yourself and believe in the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't really achieve anything unless you, you know, you really, you believe that you can do it. So that's one of the things I often tell my kids. Like my kids think they can do anything. Literally. <laughs> they do. And they have. They're amazing. <laughs> no, because they just, because it's just, because you have to believe it. You know, mm-hmm. you have to believe it. You have to believe in them. You know, like it's just, I, you know, I don't know if it's that's just the way I was born or if you can program yourself that way, you know, or train yourself to think that. But I think it's just really super important to believe it, to to believe you can do anything. That's great. Um, okay, my last question is a question I ask everyone. How do you define success for yourself, for Connector, for the film festival? Like, is that something you think about? Do you, how do you evaluate yourself as like good or bad or needs yeah. improvement? Because I feel like that's difficult to do sometimes in this space. I think it's really difficult, definitely. And uh, we we actually have our three-year strategic planning meeting coming up um, this summer. So I'm, like, really excited about that because we're going to get into, like, a lot of metrics and, and you know, how we assess, you know, um, success. Um, right now, like, you know, I mean, we look at year-over-year growth. We look at growth of the film festival, growth of submissions, you know, the impact that the films are having. We look at, you know, the, our, with our projects, um, what you know, like projects usually are broken down into like, okay, you know, $100 funds, you know, let's say $35 funds education for one girl in Bangladesh. So we can track, you know, kind of how many um, scholarships that we're able to provide and education that so it's basic, you know, you know, like those types of basic metrics, but uh, more can be done, obviously. And, mm. and we're going to be meeting about that this summer as well. From a personal or, like, from a gut perspective, how do you know that you're doing a good job? Or, like, how do you think about yourself and your role? Because you're the founder. You're so yeah. close to it. Like, how do you think about yourself and your own development as a – because, I mean, you you have people around you, but a lot of times it's kind of you championing these causes in these films. So how do you – Yeah, it is, but it's a, it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, we have a great board of directors. We have great supporters. We have this um, giving group. Um, called Connector Gems mm-hmm. that are, you know, our sustaining donors. Um, we, you know, we have amazing sponsors and a team. And and so I think like, you know, like just the fact that we're growing every year, you know, our revenues, I think, have been growing by 20% every year, which, you know, we're not a for-profit, we're a nonprofit business, but nonprofits still need to function. You mm-hmm. know, like they're, they are businesses. Like if you, if you can't grow, then you know, you have a little bit of an issue. And so um, the fact that we're growing, the fact that we usually don't have any supporters who drop off, mm-hmm. usually we, you know, we'll, we'll gain support. You get them and you year. keep them. <laughs> we get them and we keep them. Like they're our, yeah. they're our main priority, mm-hmm. you know, like our beneficiaries and the people, our partners. I, I even like partners better mm-hmm. as a word, you know, like our partners all around the world. I mean, we just have like a, a you, as you know, like just a great, network and group of people. So um, I feel like if I can, you know, attain that, then that's success to me. The reason I think we have such a great community of supporters is not because of me. It's because of the work that we're doing. And for example, like when you hear a story about one of the films um, that one of our films that was submitted called um, Asma about a 13 year old girl in Bangladesh. And she was a tea seller. All she did was sell tea from morning to night. You know, that was her job. That was what she was relegated to. She's a breadwinner for the family. 
very hard to get out of that situation. And then even after that, she would, um, you know, go home and do household chores. And um, because of that film, we had a bunch of donors come together and give us funds to start a girls' global education fund. And now Asma is no longer selling tea. She's actually in school and she's doing well in school. And this is, has so many implications. I mean, when girls go to school, you know, they're less likely to get married early. They're more likely to, you know, um, make, you know, more money to support themselves. Like there's so many ripple effects from going to, to school. And so I think when like our team and our donors hear about these types of stories and the impact that they're having, you know, it, it you know, inspires them to like stay involved. So, um, so that, you know, like it really is about the work and the vision and, you know, what we're able to accomplish together. Um, well, thank you very much, Lila, for being here. You're one of my favorite people, and I really appreciated the opportunity to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Same for me. Thanks so much to my guest, Lila Igram. To follow her work or to watch films from the Girls Impact the World Film Festival, go to connecther.org or follow Connect Her on Instagram. We will put links in the show notes. The Great Society team includes me, Constance Dykusen, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you to everyone at Founding Media for your support. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode, or leave us a review on iTunes to help other folks find the show. Thanks for listening.